0: Welcome to another episode of Missing Pieces, my weekly audio journal podcast where I talk about what I'm up to and what I'm into. And this week, I was very much into the Atlantic Ocean. That's right. Just when you thought we were done traveling, thinking you couldn't possibly go to another place, Greg we did. We did our yearly tradition of going to the Outer Banks of North Carolina. About a nine-hour drive south for us, turns into about 11 hours with traffic and stopping and that. Uh, But it was an awesome experience of a trip, and I thought I would talk a bit about that in this episode because that's pretty much what we did the whole week. In fact, we left last Saturday. I recorded last week's episode on a Friday, have it done ahead of time. We left Saturday morning, first thing in the morning because we wanted to get there at a reasonable hour, and leaving here about six o'clock in the morning gets us there about about 6 o'clock at night, and then uh, we didn't come back until yesterday afternoon, uh, which today is, we're now back to Sunday, and I'm recording this at 9.36 a.m., ideally having this go out at 12 p.m., so we're right on the, the cusp of the deadline, which is where I operate the best. There's nothing that helps me get things done more than the pressure of a deadline, because I always say why do today what you can do tomorrow and that's a terrible life philosophy that I hope you never follow but you know I, I seem to find myself in that as a as a procrastinator at heart uh, but let's talk about our trip and we'll go all the way back to I guess before it even started uh, this year we uh, we wanted to get some some family involved and ideally we would do like the whole entire family but everybody has plans and things are happening uh, so we decided that being that we had an extra bedroom like we got I guess one of the bigger places that's in the the condo i don't know what you call the complex the condos what what do condos go into you have multiple condos into a complex or something well we had to get a little bit a bigger one this year because we waited a little too long to book it usually we do it way ahead of time this year we were debating whether to even go there or not because uh you know we've we done a lot of trips and when it came down to it we sat down and thought about it and i was like you know it's gonna be a lot of money but life experiences and memories are way more important to me than having money in the bank and i know that's like a a very privileged thing to say but you know i look at it when someday i'm going to die i think we probably all are if i had to put my money on it i would say that's going to be the case and what would i rather have would i rather have some money in savings or would i rather have that time when clarkman was eight years old and we got to go as a family to outer banks but not just that not just with us but with Budman too. You guys may know Budman from uh Lego yard sale hunts, the Lego yard sale god as he's called, the legend as he's known in some circles. We invited him to come along. Ideally Deb would have come as well, but she was staying home with her dog, uh Mickey, the yellow lab, and then she also watched Roxy Bear because as Roxy is just hitting, well, just over 12 years old. That's a long commute for her to make, and it would require, I think, a lot of stops. And I just don't know how she would do at the beach these days. There are dogs at the beach, and every time I see one, I'm just like, oh, I want to go pet. And in fact, there was this chocolate lab that was there, much younger than Roxy Bear, that they were throwing this disc, this neon green disc, almost like a Frisbee with a hollowed out center. They're throwing it into the waves, and this dog was just soaring over these waves and jumping over them to get this thing. In fact, one time, it missed it, Missed the disc and then a wave hit the dog and she came rolling in and then she went right back out and she got it. And there's, it's proved to me that there's nothing that separates a chocolate lab from a toy and the, the, the mentality or the quest to retrieve something. That is what chocolate lab life is all about. And I saw that dog and I was just like, oh my gosh, I do wish Roxy was here. Mainly just to see what she would do. Would she go into the ocean? I think she would. She's a water dog. I don't know how she would do with waves though. I think she would go in, maybe get hit with a wave pretty good and then probably come out and not go back in. And then she would just be super sandy, which would all be really fun. And uh, it's like a regret for me that we didn't take her at least to maybe like, uh, New Jersey Beach, like Wildwood, we went there years and years ago, a trip that we probably wouldn't make these days. Wildwood's, you know, it's it's a fun place, but it's, it's a little sketchy. And that's kind of one of the appeals to Outer Banks is uh, obviously it's it's a little more expensive to go to than New Jersey, at least in my experience. There's not many like motels. There are some that you can say, but mostly of what Outer Banks is and why I love it so much is it's, it's families. It's very family oriented and it's way less commercialized than what New Jersey and especially Ocean City, Maryland is. Like there you have all these massive hotels, at least where we stay at. And then all those people, they want to come out on the beach. So they all come out on the beach in the same location. And basically you're out there shoulder to shoulder with people. There's barely any sand left because there's just towels and people set up everywhere and what I love about Outer Banks where where we go is that while there is a, a complex, I'm still lost for the term of what multiple condominiums go into, there's not many people out there. In fact, it leaves me wondering sometimes as we're in the pool or out at the beach, I'm like, "Where are all the people that are staying here?" You see their cars, some of them oddly enough, and I I guess I can respect it. They just stay up at their their place and they sit up on their deck or patio or whatever you want to call that. I'm, I need to go back to uh, looking in the dictionary before I do these podcasts, I guess. Um, patio. what's a yeah, I guess it's a patio it's not a deck because it's not made of wood. Anyways, they sit out there and they just look out over the ocean and they have a great time. You can go in, you can get drinks, you can come back out and they just sit there and chill. If you're not going to go into the pool or go onto the beach or get into the sand, I guess that's a great place to be because you're very close to all the things that you need and it's you're having the same experience. You get to see the same sights and see the same views and hear the same things uh, without actually going out. But me, no, no, no. I'm very different. I am a guy that loves being in the water as is Clark, man. So we're like, a, we're perfect. Cody, not so much. She might go in the pool here and there. It's heated. She might get in the ocean for a couple minutes, but she, she's more of just like, I'm going to lay out and tan. Clark and I are like, we're going in that ocean and we're going to love it. Budman, kind of more in line with Cody, which I guess I should kind of take this back to. Uh, we invited Budman to come with us. I guess uh, I made a joke uh, to Cody afterwards that I wish I would have thought ahead of time, much like the words that I'm missing in this podcast. I was like, we should have told Bud that this was his bonus for finding all the amazing Lego yard sale scores this year. This is like his employee bonus. Uh, But we offered to have him come along. Uh, We had an extra seat in the car. There was space for him. I had the rooftop box all set up now on the new Subaru. I got those crossbars to go across. So I set that up before we left and I put our box up there. So we had most of our stuff up there. And now with the new and improved Subaru Forester, this podcast brought to you by Subaru, it was so perfect because we had so much extra space in the rear cargo area that the box was like icing on the cake so there was plenty of room to have a a fourth person along with us and bud was he was more than down with that so he brought his stuff along he brought some fishing poles which he never actually used like he went there with intentions to go fishing off the pier and i was like all about it i was like dude i'll take you down there Uh, am i actually going to stay there while you fish not necessarily i like fishing in like the creek with you know you're casting the whole time these guys that fish at the ocean and this is just me coming off as completely ignorant of ocean fishing from what I see as I walk down the beach, something that I do every morning, they set—they have like a PVC pipe that they set into the sand, and then they put their fishing rod into that PVC pipe, sometimes moldables of those, and then their line is going out of the ocean, and then they just go and sit down. And as fun as that sounds, just sitting there and staring at your rods and hoping something bites on it. When I go fishing, in the rare events that I do, and Bud's kind of got us into this a little bit, and Clarkman as well, I like at the creek. I just like casting all the time. I like the act. I like being active, an active fisherman, if you will. Uh, maybe fly fishing would be the way to go for that. I know they're constantly doing that as well, uh, but. At the beach, I was just like, this doesn't look fun. I didn't see anybody catch anything. In fact, Bud said the whole week, he only saw one guy catch like this tiny little, he called it a minnow. It wasn't a minnow, but it was super small. And then when he asked the people at the pier, because we did stop him, he said the only thing they're catching is, I think he said mullet, which the only mullet that I know is like the really terrible hairstyle that seems to be coming back in style, that and mustaches. For whatever reason, that should have died in the late 80s and somehow it's back now. I guess things cycle around and it's, it's awful. But anyways, it's apparently a fish as well. And he said, it's not like you can't really eat them. They're not good eating fish. And that was his dream. His dream was to go down there and go fishing with Clark Man, I think, and uh, catch some awesome fish that he could then like cook for dinner. But then when he realized that there was no fish to be caught, and Clark Man was way more interested in going into the sand and playing in the sand, making sandcastles and little tracks for his monster trucks and then swimming than he was Going fishing and standing there and watching Pap or whatever, that became like way less motivation for Pap to go out, Budman, to be uh to out fishing. So he like in the morning that he was gonna go fishing instead. What he did is he took Clarkman down really early and they had a lot of awesome grandfather grandson time just being out there together. And, and I went for a, a beautiful walk down through, listened to the podcast. It was, it's what I live for. If I could have anything in this world. I wish I lived on the beach. I don't need an extravagant place, just like a little shanty. If I could just go out and go for a morning walk down the ocean with the the waves coming up ever so slightly over my feet as I walk on that wet sand... I live for it. I love it. So obviously this week we did a lot of that. We did a lot of being in the ocean. We did a lot of just sitting by the, by the ocean. We did a lot of being in the pool. They have a hot tub there. i hot tubs in me are like, Oh my gosh, I do my best thinking there. You know, I get when I get a shower, I'm probably in there. I, you know, it takes how long to get clean. You know, when you don't have any hair, you're in there for you could be out of the shower in a minute and a half probably. I'm in there all day with the water as hot as I can get it, and that's where I, like I think about things like this podcast, for example. I before I, I do this, I'm thinking in there. I'm like, oh, what am I going to talk about? You know, it's it's great. It's very energy uh, abusive, I suppose. But like the hot tub. Oh, equally, maybe more so. I just love sitting in there and it's so darn hot, even on a hot day. And I just love being in that. So if I'm painting the picture for you of, of outer banks, this is kind of like why, why we love it and why I decided, you know what, we're, we're going to go even just coming off of traveling. And I'm like travel fatigued at this point. Like I, I kind of just want to be home and be done. And that's kind of where we're at right now. And I'll talk more about that. Um, my excitement to actually be back from vacation, which sounds weird. And again, that's like a very privileged thing to say, be like, Oh, I'm so glad that I'm done traveling. Jeeves bring The car around, but yeah, this this was a this is a crazy year, and this is kind of like the tail end of it. We don't have too much more planned for for vacations, but you know, half of July and August still lies before us, and we still have time. And this is like the time that I cherish the most because Clark and Cody are off this year. Cody had a lot of time. We pulled Clark men out of school, which again, nothing came of that. They threatened us a couple times, maybe once. They had a social worker call us when we were in Hawaii, being like, "Hey, Clark's missing a lot of school." It's like, yeah, we're. We're on vacation. He's going to have all the schoolwork done. If you want to test him on anything, go ahead and, and he he should be good to go. And he was. Nothing ever came of it. I think they got bigger fish to fry than a kid being out for two weeks, and then coming back and excelling in school. I think there's kids that are like not showing up at all. I think there's kids that are probably being abused, maybe like being restricted from going to school. That's the kind of stuff that, that they're focused on for good reason. But let's talk about this OBX trip. Starting, I got to tell you this funny story, the funniest story of the entire trip building up the hype. Can you feel the hype building right now? We were driving down. This isn't even we weren't even in our banks. We were in Maryland. We're getting a little hungry. We have to use the bathroom and we find a rest stop. You know, like one of the traditional rest stops where it's just like it's almost like a little state park looking type thing here in Pennsylvania at least or I guess Maryland too, they have them. Maybe everywhere. We pull off We go in, use the bathroom, we come out, it's sprinkling a little bit, so we have the back hatch of the Subaru open. And we're just, instead of sitting down at the picnic table, we're just grabbing some snacks there, you know? Like we have some cut up ring bologna and some crackers and some cheese and some vegetables all cut up with dip and things. It's like little, just grab some food and eat routine. And we're standing there, just me, Cody, Budman and Clark. And there's like no one else around other than this other car that's parked down the way. And all of a sudden these people start walking over to us and they're like, are you Clark man? And I was like, oh my gosh. When you know it, of all the places and all the times, there is this family that just went to Ocean City. I think they were on their way back from there. They come over and they start chatting us up and they are the most delightful family that you could ever imagine. Such sweet people. The The dad is super cool. The mom is a teacher. The kids give Clark Man high fives. They're they they're big fans and they, they love like our vacation videos, especially since that's what they were doing. Uh, and it was just really crazy for me as like a, a video maker like sometimes you meet people out in the wild but like to be at a rest stop in maryland and to like not have anyone else around other than this other family and they actually watch our channel it's just mind-boggling to me and this is happening more and more i think we might be on the cusp of becoming celebrities could you imagine <laughs> no it's like that's the only time we have ever got recognized or, or like um Like anyone came up to us our entire trip. It happened that one time. And other than that, like, I feel like we've got it pretty good. You know, like I can make videos and I can make a living making videos, but it's not to the point where I can't go places or we can't do things without like people coming up all the time, which I wouldn't mind. And I, I know people have seen us before and they've said it and they don't come up and say hi, which I wish they would do because it's, it's cool. And they actually took a photo with us and the guy gave me his business card and I should reach out to him so I can get that photo. That would be cool to have. But they took a photo, and it was just so wild, and uh, it, was, it was just taken back by it—the fact that we were there in that moment, and someone else, of all the places in, in time and space that we could all be, we we came together. It really felt like it felt like a thing. So, that was a cool moment. Also, cool moments—not as cool, but maybe more delicious than eating ring bologna and cheese in the parking lot of a rest stop, Captain George's. If you guys don't know Captain George, it's it's my favorite seafood place in the entire world, probably my favorite restaurant ever because I'm a dude that loves crab legs. And as much work as they are, it's definitely like you're fighting for your meal. (laughs) I crab legs are like the most glorious thing known to man. And this is an all you can eat seafood buffet. And they just have endless crab legs there for $50. It's $50 per person. So a little expensive, but not when you find out what I'm going to tell you about the price of crab legs. If you, if you bought them at the grocery store, you already know, uh, it's $50 per person. And then $25 for Clarkman. man. If you're five to 12, it's $25, which I think that's where they're making their money. Cause Clark man literally eats like $3 worth of food. I, on the other hand, I eat like Maybe like $200 worth of food because I'm in there getting like three or four plates stacked up with like crab clusters. And we were at Publix down there. We're now Publix shoppers when we go traveling down to the South. Uh, they, the guy told me $15.99 a pound. And I said, Well, how much, like, how many crab legs or clusters would a pound be? He said, One. So $16 for one cluster. I'm getting plates with three or four of those at a time. And I'm getting like three or four plates. So I'm eating like 12 of those. <laughs> So twelve times sixteen, and that's not even prepared. You're you're right at about two hundred bucks. We looked at another place where it was one pound of crab leg. It was like a seafood and steakhouse type place. Forty dollars for the meal with that single crab cluster. So I go in there and I dominate. Like I want to be in there to the point where they're like, "Sir, we're gonna have to ask you to leave." I don't get quite to that point, but I just I just like it's the most unbalanced diet you can imagine when I go to Captain George's. Literally plate after plate of just nothing but crab legs. Cody's over here getting like vegetables and like little things like this. I'm like, get that out of here. I'm going all in on crab. And you know, I I live for the perfect pulls. And what that is, is you have like a crab leg and inside of it is, you have, it's kind of like hard on the outside, but inside is a nice clump of crab meat. I break that baby in half. I'll give you the ASMR like, Kh-h-h-h. how'd you like that? And then I pull that whole piece out of there and one whole piece intact. And then I dip it in a little bit of butter and then I give it away to Cody or Clark. If I get a perfect pull, I'm just like, I, it, it's, it's like uh, the hunter gatherer in me. I'm like, I found food just for you. And Clark man opens his mouth like a little baby bird. And I feed him that crab leg. And it's like the greatest thing. So I, we went there. I'm embarrassed to say this. We went there three times this week. It got out of hand, but it's like, you know, we went there and obviously you can do the math Four people. 3 adults, 1 kid, $175 for dinner plus tip. And they do a great job there of like cl- clearing your stuff off cuz I'm filling entire bowls up with crab legs. Um we went the next night we went to another place, you know, and I got chicken and mashed potatoes and stuff there and that darn meal was like 30 bucks or 40 bucks after it all came out like after we got appetizers and stuff we were almost at the same price we paid at captain george's for the entire buffet and that includes all you can eat crab legs not chicken and mashed potatoes and desserts and you name it it's it's out there like there there's crawfish there's uh oysters there's clams there's this like seafood salad type stuff there's all kinds of just like a regular salad bar there's shrimp hot shrimp cold shrimp uh dessert whole lineup and I'm like, why would we pay $40 to have chicken when I could spend $50 and have crab? So that's kind of what we did. It was like, I knew I wasn't coming back there for another year. So I just like, I was like, I don't care. <laughs> let's let's eat crab. And Budman was all about it. He loved the place too. He had a great time. If you're wondering how Bud did it at the beach, he had fun, obviously. He didn't do his fishing, but he got to spend a lot of time with the grandson. And he got to hang out at the pool. He got to watch the ocean. It was It was a really fun time for him. And for me... And why this meant so much to me is because when I was a kid, my parents literally, like I'm not exaggerating when I say this, they didn't take me anywhere or do anything with me ever. We, we just stayed at home. We didn't go on vacations. We didn't have the money for such things, but my parents just never did anything, even like free stuff. Like we could have went to the state park and went swimming for free, just never did anything with me. So me as adult, an adult, if you're wondering why I do all this traveling, why I go so hard in doing all this stuff, it's because I'm making up for lost time. I'm now in control of my life and I can give myself and my son and my wife the family or the life give my family the family they never had give my give my life the family they never had exactly I'm going to do everything that we can and try to get these experiences and try to soak them in all that I can because I have the ability to do so and I love it even more now because as a kid like you're kind of just along for the ride but now I'm in charge like I'm I'm in control of destiny well don't tell Cody. She's the one that's in charge, okay? But, you know, I, I like to think I'm in charge. Uh, but anyways, we, we can craft these experiences and share them with others, not just ourselves, With Clark Man, obviously. And then Bud came along with us this time. And it was great to do that because the first time I ever went to the ocean was when I was 19 years old. And it was with Cody's family. They took me to the ocean. We were dating for probably, we were like nine months into our now darn near 20-year relationship. And they took me to the beach, and at Ocean City, Maryland, and I loved it. And you know what they asked of me? Nothing. Bud paid for all of my food, all of my accommodations. We stayed in a hotel there, and it was a trip that I'll never forget. And I loved it. And we did it again in 2005, and it was it was 2004, 2005 that we did that in the, in August, I think, of each year. And it meant so much to me. Like that that was like an experience. Like when I first saw the ocean, I was just like, wow this is amazing because I love the ocean now. Like I, I, I literally want to live in the ocean. I want to become like avatar way of the water, but this is kind of like my attempt to repay him for what he did for us so many years ago. And I feel really good about that. Like it made me feel good. He was appreciative of it. And, and you know, he, he actually paid for the meals. Like I, I was like trying to stop him, but Cody's like, let him go. He needs to feel like he's, he's like, you know, Pulling his weight or whatever, but I didn't want that. Like I wanted this to be my thing. Uh, but anyways, he did. He paid for a couple nights at Captain George's, which I, RIP his his credit card because <laughs> uh, it's it's bad. But we we did the other stuff. We paid for the the room and the groceries and stuff. Heck, just getting groceries there is, is crazy. Like we got some lunch meat for sandwiches, and I kid you not, like back when I like used to shop for lunch meat, like back when I used to work. I remember like maybe inflation got it, but I remember. Lunch meat being like $6 a pound, $7 a pound. And I don't know if this is just OBX tax or what, but I got a pound of turkey lunch meat for like $14 a pound. And the ham was like $16 a pound. So I'm like 30 bucks into like just sandwiches. Just the meat for sandwiches. Wild, man. So we ended up dropping like 300 bucks our first night there, which if I could give you a piece of advice when you're going to Outer Banks... Two things not to do the first night you go there if it's a Saturday, because everybody comes in on Saturday, it seems, and everybody leaves on Saturday. Don't go to the grocery store on Saturday. Everybody and their grandma's cousin is gonna be there shopping for groceries. And also, don't order a pizza that night either, because people do one of two things. They either go to the grocery store and get a bunch of food, or they have nothing to cook and nothing to make, so they order a pizza and have it in like that night. So both of those things are out. You gotta bring some food with you and like try to get by the first couple days and then go out like when it's way less busy because I waited at the deli counter for like an eternity it seemed, uh, but w- we survived. You know my my patience uh, level uh, I leveled up with my patience I guess which I need to level that up a lot more. If that if we're building a character here like if this is Skyrim my patience level is 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 like at a zero. My lock pick and my stealth maxed out now. Um, I do need to work on my patience. I so will just stand there and I'm like Argh. I did find a really great mustard while I was waiting. It's like this boar's head. like spicy honey mustard. It totally made our sandwiches for the whole week. So thank you Publix for for that. Uh, Don't thank you for only having one register open on a Saturday night and thinking everyone with $300 worth of food is gonna go through the self-checkout. We did, it sucked. Anyways, rest of the week. Obviously we did a lot of beaching. We did a lot of pooling, as I mentioned. Uh, Not great content, but I did make some videos there of some great things we did, starting with something that I've been wanting to do for years and years. Every time we drive down there, off to our right, on the way down, like this road just takes you there, right out to the to the ocean, or I guess to the road that runs down the ocean. On the right, there's this place called H2OBX, which is this incredible water park with all these amazingly huge slides of various colors. And I was like, this year, we're going to go there, darn it. Clark man's like the perfect age. I feel like that he could survive a water park and uh, that he would love it so we decided tuesday morning in fact it was one of the days pap was going to go fishing i was like hey you want fishing tomorrow morning he's like no 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 i don't want to interrupt you guys at the water park i'm like dude i'll, I'll take you <laughs> but uh, i think he was just looking for an excuse not to go fishing uh we went on tuesday and it was a beautiful day that day uh we had a great time at this water park it was incredible like all of the slides or the most of them are tube slides so you grab a tube and you go up and the tubes are doubles so imagine like two inflatable tubes that you'd put into a pool like stuck together. And it's perfect if you go there as like a father-son tandem like we did, because I'll just I carry the tube up the stairs. You get up there, Clarkman sits in the front, I sit in the back, we go down these slides. They had some of the most coolest slides that I've I've ever been on. In fact, I can't even remember the last time I was at a water park. I think the last time that I was at an official water park was probably when I was as young as, if not younger than Clark, ma'am. It was White Deer Water Park and they had like two different slides, but this place is crazy. There was a big family slide that you sit all circular in And then it goes up almost like a quarter pipe type thing. And then we went down one where it was just the two of us. It sends you down like one way and then you go up a quarter pipe and almost hit the top like you're vertical. And then you come back down. They have one that's like a bowl that it kind of floods you down to this bowl where you go around like a a spiral. Think of like when you're flushing a toilet, basically. We would be the the thing that you were trying to flush and then you come out the hole. (laughs) And that was cool. Uh, They have ones that uh, were just really tall that you, you could go down that were enclosed, one wasn't enclosed. And then they had this crazy one that Clark and I were gonna do. You go all the way up. I think it's nine stories up in the air. And it's one of those things where it's vertical. So you stand inside and there's there's like this tube that they seal you in. Think of like uh, when you go to the bank and you put your, um, your money inside one of those things. You press the button, it goes whoosh, up through. That's kind of what it is, only they drop the floor out there. Press the button and drop the floor. You stand there with your arms crossed over your shoulders and your feet crossed. And we get up there. And Clarkman immediately is like, no, he backs out. I'm like, okay, buddy, do you mind if I do? And he's like, yeah, that's fine. And I was like, okay, just go down and stand by the bottom of this and I'll, I'll come out down there. And I waited for these people to go. Uh, a couple a couple crazy things happened up there while I was there. This dude came up and his foot was just like bleeding like crazy, apparently he hit something on the stair and uh, his foot was bleeding profusely. So he like sat down, they're calling a medic team up. The girl that's operating the ride, right after that gets stung in the shoulder by a wasp said she's never been stung by a bee before in her life and she's freaking out. I'm like, oh God, this is turning out really bad. What's next? Uh, But my turn came up, the guy gets taken care of. Like They they had a medical team come up so he wasn't tracking blood all over the stairs. It's not ideal when you're at a water park and you don't have any shoes on, which if I had to give a pro tip, I would say, make sure you wear your Crocs or something to this park because we were walking around barefoot all day. And occasionally it gets a little hot on the like the sidewalk pavement there. And also it's like kind of rough on your feet if you got delicate little feet. So wear some Crocs and you can wear them on the slide or you can take them off, it's totally up to you. Uh, But I get up there and my turn's up. A couple times before that, there was a a lady that tried putting her arms out to stop and they're making fun of her because like that's not gonna work when they drop the floor out under you. Like you're going down, you're dropping straight down. there was this teenage boy that looked like he was gonna be all hard. And then they release him and he screams like a, like a blood curdling scream when he went down. That was hilarious. I didn't make any noise, but I'll say this. it, It was a miserable experience going down that slide, like dropping out, not super scary. Like you're, you're kind of in this thing. It feels like a coffin and you're looking out through this glass and inside it goes three, two, one. And then you're going down. But what sucked about it is like my feet were, were crossed and I was facing down, obviously. And all this water was shooting up over my feet, like into my face. So I couldn't like open my eyes. And then you're inside this really hot tube and like water's hitting you in the face. I felt like I was being waterboarded. And the like my, my back's getting hit with this thing the whole way down. It was the only slide we went down that wasn't a tube slide so when we when i got to the bottom my entire back is completely red i can finally breathe again it just sucked and i told Clark, man, i said the best decision that you've made in your life was not going down this i would have felt so terrible if he had done that i didn't think it was nearly as bad as what it was i thought oh like i saw people going through and it looked like they were going kind of slow i felt like i was going fast as heck maybe it was just in my mind and i couldn't see anything so obviously like it that made it a little more different Uh, But I was like, Clark, man, you're so lucky you didn't go down that. Uh, They did have a wave pull there that Clark loved. It was really crazy because it starts out completely calm and then you hear this buzzer go off. It's like, and then everyone cheers. And then all of a sudden these waves start picking up and they keep getting more and more violent as time goes by to the point where you're just getting wrecked out there. And it was amazing. It was so much fun. And then it it stops and gives you a break again. So we did that. We rode the slides like crazy. We rode some of them multiple times. We didn't do the family ones more than once. Because I wasn't like, I wanted to just be like me and Clark. I didn't want to be in there with like four other people. But they had a couple slides that were just big family ones. Uh, and we rode with like strangers on those. But if you're going there as like a two person team, absolutely perfect. Uh, you can go there single too. And then you take one of the tubes and you just sit in it by yourself. But it really helps having a second person. Uh, we got lunch there. I think I we got a pulled pork barbecue and some nachos and a drink. That was like 20 bucks. The cost of the amusement park or the the water park to get into was like $43 per person. But I absolutely think we got our money out of that. We're there for about five hours. We rode as much as we wanted to, like we were just going nuts there. The only downside is like you, they had a sign that says you can't take cameras on the slides. I was gonna take my camera with me, but then I was thinking like, I don't want it to like fall off or get lost or put into the water or whatever. Uh, So I think if I were to go back, I'd probably do like a chest strap GoPro type thing, uh, just so I could get some first person slide footage. But I did make a video there that I think is gonna be very helpful to people. It's not essentially a vlog, but it, what it is is like kind of like an overview of like, well, here's the slides, here's what we're on, here's the ones we liked, here's the food, here's the cost, here's like the the layout of it. I think that could be handy for people. So I made that and I was, I was really excited to have that. And it kind of documented our time there as well. So that was pretty cool. Just no first person slide footage, unfortunately. Uh, but I did get like shots of people going down or like you know people sending it out of tubes and whatnot. So that was that was great. And that was an awesome day. Clark, it was such a sweet thing. Clark said a lot of sweet things on this trip. But like that day he's like, I'm so happy to be here with you, dad. This is the best day ever. And I was just like, oh, my God, my heart just melted. And right there, you know, I said about my parents never taking me anywhere or doing anything. That right there is why I do this. That that moment. For him to say that it just melted my heart. And then he also said something really sweet about Pap that I I wish he would have said to him, but he said in front of us, he's he's like, we said something like, Are you excited to have Pap here? Are you enjoying having Pap here? He's like, It's the it's the cherry on the on the Sunday or something like that. And it was just like, Oh my gosh. He said it's like the cherry on top. Having Pap here is like the cherry on top of our vacation. And it was he's just such a sweet little dude. And that that was cool too. So Awesome day there. We also did mini golf. We always do mini golf. And we tried to get Clark to play serious this time. Good luck. He's like a little cheater. He's hitting the ball like 30 times. He's hitting it all over the place. Uh, one cool thing happened was Cody got a hole-in-one. None of us did that night. But I made a joke like, hey, here's your chance to get a hole-in-one. And I was filming it. When you know it, she gets a hole-in-one on the 14th hole. So that was pretty cool. I got a video of that coming out. We also did something else that we've we've never done. We did laser tag. Clark and I went in and it was really cool. It was like playing Call of Duty in real life. We went into this building and it's like a two-story thing. They hook you up with this chest thing that's on your front and back. You like clip into it uh, like a vest of of sorts. And then there's this gun with like a light on it. And then they split you into two teams. And then you go into this arena that's all like kind of dark and like lit up by black lights. Uh, Our team was red. So we had red on our... Our chess thing, and then the other team was blue, and you just run around there trying to find the opposite team, and then you shoot them with the gun, and you get points for that. And it was so much fun. It they lasted it supposedly like twelve minutes, but for me it felt so much longer than that. Uh, Clark and I run running around. I got video of Clark been playing there. He was on a kill streak uh, for a little bit, but uh, it was just so fun, just running around inside and like almost being in like a first-person shooter in real life. And everyone just had a blast. And that's one of the things that I think I love the most about going to the beach and particularly like when we take evening walks and you just look at people, like I mentioned the chocolate lab that was diving in the water and you got people sitting there, you got people fishing, you got people walking, people taking photos. What I love about it is the same thing that I love about amusement parks. And it's that everyone there is having a Quite possibly the time of their lives they're having just a fantastic time. They're very happy all of the problems of the world the news Whatever's going on in that is just not even present. It's just everyone Just enjoying themselves, and it just makes me so happy to be in that environment. You know, it's almost like going back to being a kid again, where all of your problems are are washed away in the Atlantic Ocean, and you're just there having a blast. And people are real nice. As I mentioned, Outer Banks is very family friendly, so it's all people with their kids, and there's no like riffraff or anything like that that you might find in other places. It's it's just like it's just great. It's it's awesome, and I love doing that trip. I've confirmed this year that we're gonna do this every single year. Uh, In fact, we're gonna add some things to our repertoire like the water park we're adding in, mini golf we always do. I didn't do go-karts this year. I I looked at it and it was like a couple minutes of racing for $15 per rider. And I was, and it's, it's not one it's like where you just have the pedal pinned to the floor the whole time And I was just like I want to find a better go-kart place. They need that and they need a better arcade down there They don't have a marty's playland like in ocean city Which I will talk about that in a second But I need to tell you one last thing that we did there that wasn't almost on my list, but was amazing We finally got to do the outer banks horse tour They have these wild horses that are up on like in corolla that are north of where we stay which is kill devil hills and we tried doing this last year, but when we drove all the way up there, which driving there is kind of a nightmare because it's a single lane type road and traffic gets pretty heavy through there. There was a thunderstorm and they they don't go out in the thunder because it's dangerous. They, in fact, they told us the story about one year in Outer Banks, there was this kid that was killed by a lightning strike when the, the storm was 20 miles away. So for that reason, like when we saw a lightning storm that, that one of the nights were there last year, I was like, everybody inside, get inside. We're not getting struck by lightning. But this time weather was good. We got there. They put us into like this, almost like a safari truck where it's the uh, open bed truck where two long benches face kind of inward. So you're kind of facing, uh, there's like, eight, I guess you could figure it up to eight, maybe 12 people in there. I think maybe we had nine, including us. And uh, you kind of face towards each other, but then they drive you up the road. And then the road just ends and you go out onto the beach. And then you're driving on the beach, which is amazing. And then you go up through these like little development areas where there's houses, but no roads. It's just everybody that lives up there just drives on the beach to get to their place. And then out through this, like, like almost like uh, a flooded meadow and there were horses out there. And it was just crazy to see these horses just living their, their lives. And we went and drove past this one house and there was a horse standing near their car, like their carport it could have been a horse in there instead of their car. That's one horsepower. It was so cool to see and such an awesome experience. It was just awesome. It was just a beautiful morning. I think I'm saying awesome a lot, but that describes this. The sun was coming up, the wind's blowing through the place. And you're just seeing all these horses out there, and it was glorious. They all just get off a couple times. We got to take photos. It was so good. And I'm like, we got to do this again. And it wasn't that much money to do that either. So now we we got like things added on. We got the water park. We got the horse thing. I would definitely do that again. Or very at the very least, like a lot of the fun that I had from that was simply just doing the like the off roading. Like you're going up these hills in this truck, and it's like you're watching the truck go through mud in some cases. That was so much fun. It was like doing like RC rock crawling in real life uh just like uh, laser tag is playing call of duty or a first person shooter in real life that's what that felt like so we got that on the list too we just got like so many things to fill our schedule there and i think that's what makes a really good a uh, trip th- an indicator of a good trip uh we took a lego set along big lego castle set that lego freak goddess for christmas that i still have yet to build lego's gone, <laughs> lego's gone by the wayside at least at this chapter in our lives that we're in right now uh and we were going to build it, but we did so much stuff and the weather was so good that there was no opportunity to. So I, I did it again where I took a Lego set to the beach and then packed it up and brought it back home. Clark did build Spider-Man when he was there. He built that before I even got out of bed one day, he just like got up and he's like, I'm building this. Uh, so we built the, the, we got it for Christmas from one of our, uh, it was like the, uh, gift exchange for our members. And, uh, he built that at the beach, which was kind of cool. Uh, we also learned some card games too. We, um, uh, got a pack of cards and I learned how to play gin and rummy. I never played these card games before. I was never really into card games, but that was that was interesting learning that. My strategy is not very good. I I never won, but it was fun playing cards with with Cody and her dad and Clark man got into it too. They played go fish together, uh Pap and Clark man. So that was so much fun, but we did bring back an unopened Lego set once again from our from our trip. But overall it was so much fun. I think I had What could be the greatest beach day of my life there on Wednesday, the day we came back from the park the next day, the water was so calm. It was so warm there. Like I was just out there like on my back floating and it was amazing. Like it was just so great. It felt perfect. It was the perfect day there. Uh, and then, like the last day we were there, the storms were starting to come in. Like this whole week is terrible in Outer Banks. It's it's like rain every day. So we get, went in the greatest, greatest time we could, I think. Um, but the storms, you could tell, were kind of like rolling in. And the water yesterday was so darn cold. But Clark and I went out, and he was like squealing and having a great time because we were like making it like an, uh, a challenge or an adventure where we're going out and seeing if we could stay in the water. And the waves are crashing pretty good. And then we run up to the hot tub and get in the hot tub to. To warm up and then it'd be too hot so we jump in the pool and then we just kept repeating the cycle so we had so much fun and again just lots of good memories that we were able to have and i have no regrets you know taking another trip to go there and i want to make this a thing we do every year i want this to be the thing that when clarkman looks back on his childhood he's like man we went to the outer banks every year and that's something i'm going to continue a tradition with my kids and what i'd love to do i have this dream i'm already thinking about the future i want to have Clark and his family, assuming that he has a family, kids and all that stuff. I want to, I want to have them all come with us. Like I'll be the, I'll be the pap and I'll get to do all that stuff with his kids and stuff and get to relive it again. So, uh, you know, life goals, that's, that's where I'm at. Uh, but I am, as I mentioned before, I'm happy to be back home. Like it's, it's so nice, especially when you're doing that drive back and you finally get home because when you're going down there, that, that 11 hours or whatever it takes, you have that uh, excitement that like, oh, we're going to the beach. It's totally worth it. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to have an epic week. And we did, but then coming home, you're like, oh, I got to go back to, uh, back home. And there's, what are we going to do there? But I have so much that I, that I want to do. And I, that I, I really need to do like editing videos. And I've got Lego stuff like piling up here. I made some Lego orders while I was gone that showed up here. Lego's getting so quick with their shipping that I had a Lego set that I ordered like on Tuesday and I was like, oh, dude, that thing's not gonna be here until next week. It was out here on, on Thursday or Friday and it's just sitting on our porch with the, like the porch light on at nighttime, just waiting for somebody to steal it. And it sat there for two days, no one touched it. That kind of is an indicator, I guess, of how uh, safe our area is. I had that sitting there and then a Walmart order, Lego order came through because Prime Day and all that stuff happened while we're gone too. Uh, so this stuff's just sitting on our porch and Cody's mom had come down earlier that day Uh, to take care of everything at our house, like make sure that the chickens and cat are okay, water the plants inside. She does that for us every few days. And she had left and then it came later that day and I was just like, ah, but it was okay. Everything's fine. My Lego sets are are intact, not stolen and never got damaged. So that was good. Good trip overall and uh, it was just, uh, it was good memories. And I'm excited to go through the footage and put out some videos of that um, when I get around to it, I guess. Uh, Last night we did, uh, we had movie night here at the house which uh, I guess I'll talk about that, then I'll tell you some bad news about movies. Uh, we watched Monsters University last night. I'm, I'm missing a lot of these older Disney movies. That came out in, I think, 2012 or 2013. And it turns out the original Monsters uh, Incorporated movie came out in like 2001. I was like, holy smokes, Like that's a big gap between those. But uh, Monsters University is the story of Mike... And Solly and how they, I guess, met at college at Monsters University and how Mike, who's the little green guy with a single eye, Wazowski, uh, he w- dreams of being a scarer, but he's not really cut out for it. And Solly is like a, a perfect scarer, but he doesn't have the, the, the knowledge or know-how. So he's kind of like, he's just resting on his laurels and his name of, of like his dad being a, an amazing monster. And uh, they go to college and there's all kinds of drama that ensues there and they uh, they have an accident and it really make the dean angry. So the dean threatens to kick them out and does, but they say that if they can become the greatest scarers through these scare games, then they should have an opportunity to come back to the school and uh, like the dean should know that she made a mistake by kicking them out. And you know, as you can probably expect, and this may be a bit of a spoiler, they end up winning the scare games. Uh, but she uh, she still doesn't let him back in. So then they go to work at Monsters Incorporated. And uh, that's where the the the, pre- the previous movie picks up. The one that came out way earlier uh, picks up there. Uh, so we're just kind of going through the, the Disney stash and backlog. Speaking of Disney, oh, we th- I started thinking about Disney and how much I love that place too. Uh, mainly when I was passing by Busch Gardens. We were, Busch Gardens is on my, high my list of amusement parks I want to go to this year. And we were literally 20 minutes away on our drive back. And Bud's like, you go, go, and I'm like, no, we can't, we can't do a, a detour there. That would be, a, could spend probably a couple of days doing that. There's a lot of different stuff to see around that area too, from what I could tell. Virginia is such a beautiful state. I almost said country. Virginia is a beautiful country, countryside, gorgeous. It's, it, de- I, oof, I'm gonna say it might be prettier than Pennsylvania. I Hate to say that, but it's, uh, it's beautiful. And I saw the sign for Bush Gardens. I was like, oh my god, we gotta go. We are gonna go. But it's like. I looked at how long it would be until we got home from there. And it was like five hours, five and a half hours, maybe six. But that's as far as I drove to go to Cedar Point. So, you know, it's, it's kind of in line. Um, so we might eventually go there. Maybe we'll do the tandem trip where we go to Ocean City and then Bush Gardens, because we're kind of down that, you know, going south anyway. Uh, I do have people ask if we're going to Ocean City this year. I'm thinking about it. I maybe like, I'm not going to go for a week. What I'm thinking about doing is maybe like two days, just kind of pick like two really beautiful days outside and then see if we can find a place that's open. I don't want to go to, um, the Hilton, the Hilton's like $650 a night right now. And I just don't think it's worth it as many times as we've gone there. Like it's a nice place, but that's just crazy money for the beach. Uh, they do have openings now. I feel like they're kind of, um, demand's kind of gone down. Like it used to be. Sold out for the entire summer, but like I could, we could stay there tonight if we want to, which is kind of interesting to see. I'm thinking maybe people are actually starting to get squeezed by the economy. It's one thing I've been wondering the last year or two it's like when we go to all these places, it seems like people are unharmed by inflation or the economy or anything. It's just like people are still living their lives, maybe on credit. I don't know. Um, but now you're starting to see things like I mentioned with Lego, I made a Lego order simply because they had a 20% off discount on the set that I wanted, plus they're giving away two gift with purchases. That were previous gift with purchases that i guess never sold out so they had these leftovers so they gave me two free of those and then shipped it super quick so i'm thinking like lego's trying to get some sales in like they i think they're kind of struggling now too maybe not struggling but like it definitely isn't what it was like before where like when a gift with purchase came out that thing got sold out even before the promotion period was over and shipping took longer because all these orders were coming in i'm not seeing that now and now i'm seeing with the ocean City Hilton. You know, you got these rooms that are readily available now, which was not the case last year or the year before, and I'm thinking maybe things are starting to kind of slow down, which is good, because I think we need a price correction. I think, like, when we first started going there, it was like $400 a night, and now they're creeping at $600 to $700 a night, and it's like, dude, for a hotel room? That's like more than what we paid for an entire condo with like three bedrooms, three bathrooms. So... Yeah, I don't know. I I guess if people are willing to pay for it, they will. And if they're not, the prices have to come down. So we'll see what happens with that. But I'd love to go to Ocean City sometime in August maybe, just for going to Marty's Arcade, Marty's Playland. I love that place and i you know just i want to take like 50 bucks into the claw machines and see what i come away with i think it'd be a fun video to make maybe it would pay for the trip if it goes crazy and then i want to uh, have some thrashers their french fries on the boardwalk amazing and then some dough rollers pizza you know go to the beach that day maybe this is beforehand we'll go to the beach get in the water swim around swim in the pool and then go do that that night and then we can like leave the next day i just need like a day or two there is all i need Uh, And then I'd be happy with that. Because Outer Banks to me, like if I had the choice between Ocean City and Outer Banks, Outer Banks is definitely like, it's the place I want to go to. Better restaurants, better beach experience, better just overall, other than the drive. Like when you're driving past Ocean City, like we got really close to Ocean City too on the way down because we kind of came down the East Coast. We were like 20 minutes away from Ocean City. So we, we passed by this thing and then you still have five hours left to drive. And it's like, oh my gosh. But yeah, that's, it's kind of where we're at in like the, the thoughts on uh, what we're doing with that and the demand for things. And speaking of demand, the bad news that I have to share with you uh, regarding movies is that our movie theater is closing on July 20th for good, out of business. The place, and this is probably going to come as no surprise to anyone, the place that I went to that uh, we were the only people in the theater for the Mario movie. And then when we went to see, um, I almost said Stranger Things, no... Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Why does it say Stranger Things? When I went to see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, there was maybe eight people in there on a Sunday afternoon, including us. So the demand there has certainly been down. And uh, the company that owns Regal is citing that uh, COVID really took a hit on them. They closed for a period of time in 2020, and then they closed for a period of time in 2021 with not many movies coming out. And then I guess just people... People aren't spending that kind of money these days. I think people are happy doing like what we did, where we stayed home, we watched a ten-year-old movie last night, had a great time, uh, and didn't have to spend sixty dollars to go do that. You know, by like that's how much money we were into that. Every time we would buy three tickets, um, matinee, and Clark and I would share a popcorn and soda, just one between the three of us, basically. That's like fifty some dollars. So imagine going there with two kids or three kids, and then everybody gets a drink or multiple popcorns. You're at a hundred bucks there. Disney Plus, probably like 10 bucks. I know their prices are going up, but I mean you could have Disney Plus, you could have Paramount, you could have Netflix and HBO for less money than like a round of tickets for one experience at the movies. And you have that for all month. So I think people are voting with their wallets, and you know, if most people don't want to throw away fifty bucks just like that going to the movies, they're okay with just watching Netflix, and I I can't blame them for that. So, unfortunately, just like arcades, I do feel like there is an experience that you can have at the movie theater that's special. Like when you go there, like just the act of going to the theater and like sitting in this this giant auditoriums type thing with all these seats and these people like it's an experience you know they have the booming sound and a giant screen now i've kind of replicated that here we've got a screen we've got surround sound this is where we we've got a reclining seats that are more comfortable in the movie theater and i can start at any time we can pause it if we want to there's no previews there's no you know drive in there uh so i mean i had that replicated but there's something special about that and i'm glad we got a chance for clark to have that experience uh we do have another movie theater in town that i'm hoping with the one closing that all of the people kind of pull together and go to the one that's still left to keep that one running, that's owned by AMC. So I'm hoping that that one's okay. But if we lose the, the two movie theaters, which I think most theaters are, are going to go eventually, it's inevitable, especially now with like the, the Mario movie, for example, we watched that when it came out, which uh, when, I don't remember when that was, but that's already coming out on, it's already out to buy right now. And then it'll probably be on Paramount or somewhere for free. In a relatively short period of time. So it's like, if you're just patient, you don't need to spend all that money to go see it. And I think people are, are well aware of that. And that's why theaters are struggling. But just like going to then uh, an arcade and being able to play video games there in that scenario is, I think, way cooler than sitting at your TV playing them. But when you look at the money and you're putting a dollar into a machine for, you know, for five minutes when you could buy a game for $5 at a yard sale or less or even $20 at Walmart and play it for hours and hours, it's, um, you know we're we're kind of eliminating those experiences from our lives uh, intentionally just like how everybody including myself like a guilty as charged you know shop on amazon and uh you know walmart or whatever target and you put all these small places out because you're trying to save some money which makes sense then you don't have these these opportunities anymore because because we've we've eliminated them so uh, I guess that's just the trajectory that we're on. Heck, it'll probably be pretty soon that AI just does everything for us. We, we're just gonna be like the people in Wally. It's my prediction. If you ever seen the people in Wally e that's our future, and it kinda sucks. So do everything you can to resist that if you can. Uh, but that's, you know, that's about it that I had for this week uh, in our Ocean City vacation, our yearly tradition. Um, very thankful to to have been able to do that and if you've you've watched any of our videos over the last year you you helped you helped with that you and thousands and thousands of other people made our trip possible so i want to thank you for that i also want to thank you guys for coming through with the comments last week i was i was a little bummed uh, we only had eight comments and i was like dude what what happened you know i um i always love doing listener feedback and it kind of it sucks when there's none of that or very little of that but you guys came through this week and i appreciate it so we'll go through some of these or all of these i should say and uh, I'll read down through them and and give my thoughts on it uh, as we hear what you guys had to say about last week's episode. First one comes from Tracy, who I can always rely on to, to leave a comment. Uh, repeat offender, as we call him around here. It says, I love hearing about your adventures with your nephews and how close they are with Clark, ma'am. I'm closer in age with my nieces and nephews than my sisters, so uh, most of them are much older than my kids. Seeing them connect and enjoy each other's company brings me so much joy. Also watching them become amazing parents is something truly special, agreed. I really love the fact that even though my nephews are teenagers, they still are up for hanging out with Clark, man. You know, I I feel like maybe when you're a teenager, being around an eight year old, you know, isn't necessarily your ideal thing. But the fact that they made time for him, I think, was really cool. So and it just kind of shows you how they were raised. And and I'm kind of like I, we're on the same page here with that. Uh, and that means so much to, to Clark, man, to have the nephew's attention is is truly something special. Just like you said. Uh, Next one comes from just kill Just chill. Okay, just kill. Okay. No, it says just chill. Okay Says when you brought up Roxy being old and one day not having around I felt that I recently lost my cat of 12 and a half years It was really hard. You never get over it I hope you guys have a few years with Roxy and give her all the lovings you can absolutely Um, I think about that a lot with her. I think about that in my life Uh, I think about how our time is limited, just like I was mentioning about this this trip and why I think it's important to try to make the most of the time you have, because you don't know. Uh, So with Roxy Bear, like labs living to 12, 13 years old, is, is that's sometimes it. So we're trying to soak it all in, just like you said. Uh, It was awesome coming back to see her, and Deb showed up with her, like right when we got home, and like that moment where she's running over to me with that, like she does her little dog smile. If you ever had a dog that they do their smile, it's so awesome. And uh, she came, she came over, and she's doing really good. She's super healthy right now, and that just makes me so happy. So I'm gonna try to. Absorb all of the the Roxy bear that I can this year because nothing is guaranteed, and that's something that I live my life by. There are no guarantees, so you got to take advantage of everything and anything that you can right now. Don't put it off. What you what what you want? And it's the contrary to how you know with tasks. You know, I I try to delay things, and it's like, hey, I, that can be done tomorrow. But what if what if tomorrow doesn't come? And that's not such an important thing when it comes to work or whatever but it is an important thing when it comes to having experiences with with family or or family members like your pet which is what I consider Roxy bear to be and the prospect of her not being there someday is a sad one but I know that we've had so many awesome experiences with her over all these years and we've given her the best life that we possibly could other than getting her out to the beach uh, but maybe we could we could still do it I would love to see that just see what she does <laughs> we take her all the way out to the beach and she just like goes out to the sand and lays down I'm like okay they got my answer. Next one comes from Janelle. She says, so happy Roxy's feeling better and still better. Uh, I agree with you. I can't imagine living without my cat. He's His name's Charlie and he's gonna be 15 in February. That's what I'm a little jealous about cats. Cats sometimes live to be like 20 years old, which is crazy. I'd uh, be 15 in February and my grandson started treating every day as the last with him. I am in denial. My grandson loved, loved watching you try to win the gizmo. Uh, he won the same at the Groundhog Festival this week. Uh, sounds like you guys had a, great holiday week. First of all, I'm jealous that your grandson actually won one of those claw machines. As you may or may not know, I'm a little bit of a an enthusiast of claw machines, to put it lightly. And I, I love the feeling of like actually winning something from there. Unfortunately, that's far and few between because they have the machines rigged for soft pulls. So when you can pull something out of there and you were like the hundredth pull that they're like, okay, finally give that person something. That's such a great feeling. So congrats to him on that. Enjoy your cat. That's, that's about all you can do. Next one comes from Jim Rolfe, another repeat offender. We got repeats on repeats here. He says, oh, man, Silo. I was mentioning we signed up for Apple TV Plus instead of going to the movie theater, apparently. Uh, it says, I forgot, Silo. So jealous of your camp time. We had, uh, I wish we had that opportunity. Such great memories. I need that stress, stressless place just to relax, bond, and laugh. Enjoy. Well, thank you, sir. We, I'm trying to do as much as I, of that as I can this year, if you've, you've probably noticed. And uh, it's, it's been an amazing experience. Wizard Power with the comment first time offender says happy to see your dog is feeling better bit off topic but I'm currently on vacation in the Lake District in Glasgow so I'll ask you the question what's your favorite place you stayed at I'm gonna go Hawaii it's there's I don't think that I haven't obviously haven't been everywhere in the world but there is something about being in Maui that it just felt like the most magical place for me it's for me, it's so perfect because as I mentioned, I love the beach and I love snorkeling and going there and getting in those waters that are very much protected. Like you're in like these little coves sort of, it's so awesome to like, look down. I think about this all the time. The one day that I was just like looking down and I could see like 20 feet down through this crystal clear water. That was completely calm. And you could see all like the coral down there and there's fish and sea turtles. And uh, the place that we stayed there was incredible where you could be in the kitchen, like Pour in a bowl of cereal or whatever, and look up and see the pool and the ocean right behind it. And I was just like, "Oh my gosh, this would be the greatest life." Uh, so yeah, definitely going to Maui was incredible. I, I that trip was un- unbelievably amazing. Uh, the flight, not so much. Trying to get all the way out there, but if we ever do it again, which we we're like pondering, you know, if we if I had to replicate, like the only reason I wouldn't want to replicate the Hawaii thing is because I'm not sure. That if we ever went there again, it could be as uh, magical for me as that first time we went there. You know, like there's nothing that could beat it. There's no way we could have a better trip than we had in Maui. Uh, but boy, that I would love to try. So I would definitely say Maui. I loved going to the UK too. Going to Scotland and then going to London was awesome. I loved Florence quite a bit. Rome, Rome, I would probably like. I would just do like a day trip to Rome to see the Colosseum. It was more of a city type thing, but I loved like Florence because we like we're living there. Like we were in this flat. I don't know if they call them flats in Italy, but we we're like living there and it felt like we were like having that life. So I I really love that too. Obviously, we've been to Disney a few times and uh you know, that's that's awesome too, but it's like, you know, I don't know if I'd choose to be in Disney every single day, but I could choose to be in Maui every single day and have those that like beach life experience that that comes from there. I just need I need a lot of money to <laughs> do anything there like do, i I could live in a cardboard box in Maui probably. that's about what I could afford uh, and I, I could live the rest of my days there, which would be incredible, but everything's so expensive. real estate's expensive, food's expensive you're everything has to be brought in so it's it's almost impossible to to live there. it seems and teachers don't make any money there unfortunately, so we're uh, we're kind of kind of struck out in that regard, but I can certainly visit maybe one one of these days. Do it again. Uh, I'd love to do that when Clark man's still a kid too, so we could have that together. Uh, next one comes. Thank you for the comments so far, guys. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Next one comes from No Dig Garden Channel. Interesting. It says I've always loved listening while working out or driving. I have been inspired by you to finally start my channel and to say yes to things I would have said no to before. We have a five-year-old and love driving and fixing RC, our love driving and fixing RC cars, motivated by you. That's awesome. We're also 15 minutes from Disneyland Anaheim and we're planning an OBX trip with cousins from Chicago and a Knoebels trip as well. Dude, You know, you're gonna be in for a treat. Keep up with the great long content and love the sharing. Thank you most for that from Bobby. Bobby, dude, you're, man, you're gonna be having such a great time. I don't know what your timeline is for this, but going to Outer Banks. I don't know though, Cal. I haven't been to California yet. I wanna go to Disneyland. In fact, if we ever go back to Maui, my plan to break up the flight, I would love to land somewhere in, in, I'm assuming Anaheim has an airport. I don't know if we could fly there like directly through American, but if we could do some type of thing where we get close to Disneyland, and then we spend like a day or maybe a few in Disneyland and then go back to the airport when we're all done having a blast there and then go the rest of the way to Hawaii. That would cut the 12-hour flight directly in half, basically. And I'd get to experience Disneyland. So you'll have to let me know, like, how how can I pull that off? I'm leaving from Philadelphia. I probably have to go from like, probably like Philadelphia to like Denver or to like Phoenix and then Phoenix to Anaheim or LAX or something like that. I really want to go to Disneyland and see what that's like. You living fifteen minutes away, dude. I, if I live fifteen minutes from Disneyland or Disney World, I would do everything in my power. I would will it into existence to be one of those Disney vloggers. I'd be there all the time. I think I'd get a little old though, because like, you know, there's only so much there. But gosh, I would love to try it. I'm curious to see what you think about Knobels. You gotta, you gotta try it. Like, I. I'm not going to say Knoebels could give Disneyland a run for its money, but the the nostalgia and the, the, the character that that place has is unmatched. So, man, that's going to be great. But I'm glad that you guys started a channel. I'm going to check it out. Can I just click here and check out your channel? I found that YouTube did this awesome recommendation for me. Dude, there he is. Okay, I'm subbing. Uh, he's got 43 subs. We I'm going to link his channel down below if you guys wanna want to check him out. He's doing all kinds of gardening stuff. I need your tips. I need to check out your stuff, dude. This is Bobby's channel. All right, I'm in. I'm in. I just found a new channel. That's it's easy as that. I've made some friends through this podcast. Like my buddy Ronnie who's coming up next. He says, "I'm claiming a first for Greg's World Podcast. I just listened to this episode during my round of golf. Thank you for keeping me company, good sir." Well, you've done that for me. I listened to your podcast while I walked on a beach this week. And I, I dude, I love Ronnie's podcast. It's it's a it's like a private thing now, but uh, man, he's, he's just such a classy fella. Me and him are like brothers from another mother. We're like, uh, we're like two peas in a pod. He's just, he's, I'm like me and him are like the alternate people living in different locations, but having like a similar life experience. And, uh, he's, he's an inspirational dude. And I just, I I really appreciate our friendship. And it's, it's a person I've never met in real life, but, uh, met through online means just like these comments or, you know, whatever. And, uh, it's, it's just, it's just wild that like, that can happen, you know, and uh, the fact that just like with, um, uh, with the no dig garden channel from Bobby, like we, we did something to inspire him to do, do stuff. And that's just wild to me. So it like encourages me to do even more. Cause I, there's people out there that maybe need motivated. Heck I even need motivated. And I can motivate myself by motivating you. It's just like, it completes the circle. <laughs> so that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, speaking of golf though, Ronnie, I really wish we lived closer to each other because I was thinking this week about taking up golf. I was looking into uh, the golf courses around me. Unfortunately, the one in my town here is a country club. And I was like, okay, you know, what's the, what do I have to do to join? I'm sure pay a pile of money. And they're like, well, yeah, you have to pay a pile of money. But also, you must know at least two people that are already members of the country club. That have to vouch for you. And you also have to know people on the board of directors of the country club. So it's like this really hottie-totty elitist type stuff. And I'm like, no, nah, that ain't me. Um, I, I don't have any connections to all the rich people in our area. And uh, you know, me as a YouTuber, like they want to know what you do for a living, probably so like for networking purposes and see if you're an asset to the club. I'd be like, Hey, I can make YouTube videos about the place, but yeah, I don't think I don't think that's the place. There is a, another place that's maybe like maybe 20 miles from here that is just like an open place. So you can go and golf each day. They have lessons that you can take. And I'm like, Ooh, that'd be cool. But then I also saw that we have a couple disc golf places nearby. There's one that's in a park and then they have a disc golf place at this golf course, not the country club, but the, the place the public can go to and it's free apparently. So I'm like, dude, I could have kind of the experience of golf without all of the expense, like just to go there for the, for like a round of golf or whatever, I think is like 20 some dollars, I want to say. Uh, and that's just for like one day. Um, and then you have to have like the equipment and like, uh, it's, Oh, it's $27 on foot or $40 with a golf cart. So it's minimum 27 bucks to have like an experience there, but you can play disc golf for free. So I could go out there just in my, my shorts and t-shirt or whatever, get some discs, one disc, maybe more, and then just go out and play disc golf and have like that experience of walking out there, which is really what I want. I just want to be out in nature and walking and seeing the beautiful sights. Uh, but I think golf would be kind of fun. I like it. The reason that it appeals to me is it's like an individual sport and I'm like an introvert. So like for me, like just going out there and trying to like improve and, and do some Epic shots would be really fun. Um, so maybe, maybe I would do that. Like I have the luxury of going during the week too. Like I was looking and they're pretty much wide open except for like Fridays. Everybody goes golfing Friday morning apparently. And then like Saturdays, but if I could go like on a Tuesday, I might be the only dude there. So that could be kind of cool. I just don't even know where to start. I would probably, this is a long response to your, your comment here. Um, I'd probably go to a yard sale and get golf clubs because I see them all the time. Like people get rid of their golf stuff. So I'd probably just get a nice set from a yard sale for like five bucks, super cheap. And then I would just go out and start hitting around with that and seeing what I could do. And, you know, if I suck, I suck. Maybe I could take like an hour long uh, lesson from somebody. Uh, I know another goal of mine was to learn how to ski. And they do the similar thing up at a place called Ski Sawmill. That's to the north of us. So I, I mean, I can learn some new things, you know. And uh, I, I should, I should take advantage of the fact that I do have some freedom throughout my day to, to do cool stuff. Um, I think that'd be, uh, be something worthwhile and I could share it and maybe in- encourage other people to, to like try new stuff too. Cause we, it's very easy to get comfortable in your little zone and like a big part of me just wants to like live in my little studio here and play with my Lego stuff and play video games and make videos, but like there's a whole world out there happening, you know, you just have to go out and go out and get it, right? So yeah, let's, uh, thank you for the comments, sir. Thank you for the, the, the stream of conscious that, that resulted from that. Uh, Andrew says, uh, it's good to hear the Roxy's doing better. Now we're in the same boat with my dog, Ozzy. He's turning 18 next month, blind in one eye getting deaf, but he still powers on. I feel the time is coming that I may need to make the choice for him soon. Not that I want to, but I may have to. That's the thing that really worries me. I don't, I don't know if I can do that. Like I know most, most big dogs, like they get to the point where it's like, they're not having a, a, a good life experience anymore, or you know, they're, they're having such, such problems that you're like almost doing them a service by putting them down. But man, I just don't know if I can make that call, be like, okay, rocks, let's get in the car. You know, this is the last time we're going to go right now and then take her to the vet. And that's it. I'd much rather it happen. Like naturally obviously like if I'd rather just be we all go to bed one night and then we wake up and then she's not there but you can't let your dog suffer and I, I think you know someday hopefully a day far away if I could get 18 years my gosh I'd feel like feel like I won life's lottery if I get 18 out of rocks but these these big dogs they they don't get 18 years in most cases um, I'll have to make that decision it's going to be the hardest day of my life um, but you know again you just gotta you gotta think about the time you have now take advantage of it and don't cry on your own podcast that's something else i learned so (laughs) my gosh uh let's go can we get into something positive here uh vinith says uh, i'm happy for roxy just came back from india Got my first Traxxas. I'm also wondering if you know that Clark can get monetized once he has 3,000 watch hours and 500 or more subscribers. Now, I think it's 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 watch hours. Speaking of that, he's got a great video I think I'm gonna put out today uh, of him feeding this chipmunk over at Debs. She tamed these chipmunks, and they come right up to you and climb on your hand and eat peanuts, and he made this video where he's doing it, and it's so darn cute. So stay tuned to Clarkman's channel for that. I don't know where he's at in terms of getting monetized, but... Uh, I think it's cool that he's he's being a YouTuber, and uh, I'm curious to see like what comes of this if if he continues doing it. He's he's having fun, and that's the important thing. He added a video on the way back from our trip too, of him doing doing like something in Minecraft with armor and whatnot. So he's uh, I don't think he's quite sure what type of YouTuber he wants to be. He's kind of like me, where he just does everything that he enjoys doing and shares it, um, which I think is cool. So I'm I'm here to encourage that. Uh, next one we got from uh, oh this is from Trace Kill. TV about the uh, Lego train electronics. It's kind of probably just for me. <laughs> Most people probably aren't aren't really in that uh, in that that uh, boat. But uh, he said there's lots of info on it. Uh, so if I do need any info, I'll I'll, I'll Google the heck out. And we'll try to get the train thing going, which I still I, I have to build. He says he's loving the longer podcasts, which this one. I had I had a fear that this was going to be a short one, but we're we've cracked the hour mark, guys. We we're here. Are you still with me? Are we are you still making it through all these uh, these comments and things and me gushing about my my time in Outer Banks? If you are, thank you for that. Thanks for sticking sticking through. Uh, here's just a question. Nice podcast. This is from Jonas. This is what's your favorite season and why? Summer. It's uh, I love summer because we're all together as a family and there's that's when all the fun stuff happens. The least favorite season? Winter. I get just bummed out and like depressed that the days are short and it's yucky outside. I need to move to an area where I can have like year round stuff. Maui talking about you. Hour long Greg's World vlog movie. That would be pretty cool. When I was doing that, no zero days, which I think I'm going to get back into once like school's back in, where I just kind of record little things each day and make it into a long thing. We could probably hit an hour if I gave you like, just like really unedited stuff. Just let it, let it roll. Let the, let the camera roll. Some people like that. In fact, I've considered kind of making this channel into like an extras channel of sorts, where I just upload like hour-long videos, where it's just like, "Hey, I'm going to do this for the next hour. You want to do this? And you can you can be with me, uh, like a podcast, for example." All right, let's let's go to the next one. This is from uh, Zero the Hero, Repeat Offender once again. First off. I have to apologize for not leaving a comment last week. You better. I'm just kidding. He says, I listened at work was too crazy to comment. See, that's something that I, I should consider. Lots of people like me, especially like Ronnie, I told you, I love listening to his podcast. I sometimes forget to like, let, give him feedback. I like to like, let you know that I enjoyed it and I appreciate you. Um, but people are doing stuff. People have lives, not like me. I'm just a boring dude that does nothing. So I, I get it. Uh, well, at least I uh, traditionally I am. This has been a little bit of a different time in my life, uh, which I have enjoyed. He says, I listened at work. Too crazy to comment. Have you ever walked the doggo when having BM issues? I have a 14 year old and when we take him on walks, he gets the blood and adrenaline going to uh, do his business. Uh, I miss living in the Midwest with all the festivals and carnivals. They just don't do that in the West coast. Dang you're a pretty cool uncle to invite your family to stay and game out. Oh, dude, it, I enjoy it thoroughly. He says, have an amazing week, sir. Thanks again for sharing. Yeah. It seemed like, um, we weren't walking rocks because she was not doing great. And I was like, I don't want to take her out in the heat. Uh, but then once we got her outside and she was getting all hyped, that's all it took. So I'd say the greatest cure for anything is, uh, just some activity, right? So getting rocks out, um, helps get the <laughs> Uh, we, we could have a whole motto there, but you get the idea. Uh, I, I think we'll try that next time instead of going to the vet and going through all that stuff. Next one comes from Kimberly. says, I specifically made the jump from Spotify to leave you a comment. You're welcome, Greg. Well, well thank you very much. You came all the way from Spotify. All, you, you walked all the way across the internet over here to YouTube to comment. I appreciate it. He says, we just welcomed three guinea pigs into our family after losing our pet rabbit, who we had for 10 years. Our son, who's four, is very upset about the bunny passing. So the guinea pigs really are helping him deal. Have you, would you consider smaller pets to bridge the gap between dogs? Has Clark ever asked for a hamster or a gerbil? Let me tell you this: as a kid, I had a bunch of different hamsters. I also had a guinea pig named Andrew, and he was real sweet. I, my favorite thing about guinea pigs is that little tuft of like, hair they have, like a little calic on their uh, the bridge of their nose area, and I love the little sounds they make. I plan. My, my entire life is going to be animals in the future. Greg's farm is going to be filled with animals. It's just right now. I feel like I'm in a chapter where I want to go experience this, the world and adding animals like that, like a hamster or a Guinea pig, a dog, those, those things create burdens for people while we're gone. You know, like my mother-in-law has to come over. Like I want to have fish. I'd love to have a turtle. Uh, I would love to have, I mentioned before ducks, goat, pig, um, specifically ducks. I would do with probably another cat, more chickens i just fill the whole farm up with 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 animals because like they they they're like they become members of your family you know like your your guinea pigs are, are probably like that you have three of them that's a lot to to take in uh but yeah i would consider getting small animals hamsters are fun i i Don't like the fact that they're nocturnal though. I had a hamster in my bedroom and we had one of those tubes that would go up like a circular tube and he would fill his cheeks up with all those little green balls, like the pellets from their food. And then he'd go up to the top of the tube, like roll up to the top of that. And then he would release them and hear this like constantly. And then he'd get in his wheel and then just be sending it on that wheel, which is really fun to watch. But I do love, I love any kind of animals. They're, they're just lovely. So I would most certainly consider that. Uh, Clark- he would love a hamster. We, and that's another thing to get at a yard sale, the hamster supplies. I find it at least like every other community yard sale. I find one person that's selling like a hamster cage and supplies. So if you're ever thinking about getting into that world, maybe don't consider buying it at Walmart, especially if you're, you have yard sales nearby, try getting one there. Cause you could probably get probably a hundred dollars worth of stuff for 5% of that or something. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my, my, my experience in the world. I think they even had a hermit crab one time. Uh, we had a ferret ferret. I would love to get some ferrets. They're so cool. They're very active too. Um, I would get two ferrets cause they need to have some friends. Um, but yeah, you could. I, I could go crazy with with animals, and and I will eventually. You stay t- if you stay tuned long enough. Greg's world is gonna transition to Greg's farm, and I'm gonna have indoor and outdoor animals like crazy, and it's gonna bring me so much happiness. That's after I've I've done all the things I want to do, and I'm happy just settling down. And if we could get like a property where Bud and Deb live on it with us, like in a separate establishment. I'll be like, hey, let's run through the chores here. You gotta feed the you gotta feed the guinea pig and the ferret and you gotta take care of the ducks and here's the chicken and there's the dog and there's the cat. <laughs> I could probably pull that off. I just don't want to put anybody out at the time being. So, Uh, She says, cactus fries. In the UK, you can buy cheap 70s gadget called a spiralizer and make your own cactus fries at home. What? I have a thing called a a mandolin slicer, I think. Is that what it's called? Mandolin slicer? Which slices them almost like potato chips really thin. Then I put them in the air fryer. But it's really hard to cook them. And You can only put so many in because they can't be stacked up on top of each other. Uh, But Monday, tomorrow. There, the fair is back again. We live in a good area for fairs. There's the Wycoming the County Fair, as it's called, and cactus taters will be there. So I'll be getting cactus taters once more, and I'm very excited about that. Uh, this this question I, I've asked. Thank you for all the thank you for coming over to Spotify again. I appreciate that, giving me some uh, some content to talk about and to answer. Uh, this one comes from Josh, and I kind of answered this already. It says, have you found another a new OC hotel yet, other than the Hilton, I have, and I haven't really looked. I've just been looking at the Hilton. It's such a good place, it really is. It's just so much money for what it is. They do have a Starbucks downstairs, which sells Cody, and then they have poolside like service where they deliver you food. They've got the little kids slide there. They've got a great adult pool. You just walk down into the beach. Oh, it's so good, but it's so expensive. Maybe if we just did one or two days, but even then, it's like twelve hundred bucks, thirteen hundred bucks. Got to see if I have any Hilton points saved up. I'm a Hilton honors member, diamond member, or whatever. I don't even know if that means anything anymore, but uh, maybe I can use a bunch of points to get a heck of a discount since it's going to be like our final, like Hilton's day, I would, I would assume. Um, last but not least, uh, this this one's from, it's just a user dash and then like a bunch of letters. Uh, it says, hey, Greg, love the podcast and everything, but I have a problem with the Brickatech channel. What? I used to be a member, but I stopped because I felt I wasn't getting my $5 worth of being a member. Not much content happening on BrickTech Channel and no other perks other than the Discord. I don't think it's fair that people are members paying $5 support and not really getting our money's worth in return. $5 a lot for some people nowadays. If you were to do some extra stuff for your members, I'd come back right away. Just my opinion, you're an awesome dude. Just wanted to share my feelings on having memberships, take care. Dude, totally agree with you here. As I, I think as I've talked about this week and probably every other episode this year, this year has been very different for me. There was a time with Brickitect where I uploaded videos every single day. And if I didn't upload a video on a day, I felt guilty. I've had patreon memberships there forever all the way dating back to those days and uh i think i have like three perks of this it's five dollars a month and the perks are a discord channel where you can like chat with us in a private discord group and then there's uh exclusive live streams and then early access to videos and i'll be honest with you like you you thinking you're not getting your five dollars worth and not becoming a member or like leaving memberships I don't blame you at all because I'm not fulfilling my end of the bargain there. Like this year has been crazy. And instead of putting my time into Lego, I put my time into family and I have no regrets for that. You know, like this was a once in a lifetime opportunity where Cody was taking the year off and Clark man, we pulled him out of school. We had all this stuff in the summer. All these things have, have been planned. And I went from uploading videos every day there to sometimes not uploading videos every two weeks. So it's very hard to have anything exclusive for members when you're not even putting stuff out for the regular audience. Uh, that being said, when school kind of goes back in, I plan to do the Lego thing pretty substantially. Like I really, like I'm desperate to get back into that. It's just a matter of finding time. But again, priorities, our priorities, and for me right now, in this chapter, like what I consider like the last, I'll say since since Cody's been off of school, like this is this is our time to really enjoy it, and I hope you understand that. And um, what I'd really like to say in relation to um, like not getting your money's worth, I with the membership thing, I really don't like it to be a thing where it's it's an exchange. Like for me, what I would really love it to be, and what I would hope it to be, is, hey. I make this content that you consume and you enjoy and the five dollars isn't necessarily uh uh, something you're buying like oh i'm getting into this discord or i'm getting this extra thing it's like i just want to support the channel i like i I get enough value from this that that i want to support it but i understand and i've been on the end of it where i've signed up for people's patreon simply because there are those exclusive things and that really is an encouraging thing to do Um, you know, like, it's like, oh, you get this extra thing or whatever, or you get an extra vlog or you get access to this thing. And it's like, okay, that's my motivator. And I totally get it. So I, I'm not, I, there's no hard feelings about you not being a member anymore. I totally understand this. Like Brickitect, as I mentioned, like uh, in the, the order of priorities, even just making Greg's world content and getting the videos edited there is like, that takes up the time that I have. So making Lego stuff, it's just like, I have things just sitting. So like, No, no hard feelings. And I, and I appreciate you, um, you sharing that here, but again, I would, I would like it to be if if someone's going to support anything just because they get value out of it. And I think of like this channel, for example, like this podcast could very much be a Patreon exclusive thing. Like from the Greg's world channel could say, Hey, for $5 a month you could listen to uh, a weekly audio journal podcast where I share all the things that I'm I'm thinking about and up to and into that week. And I could charge everybody that listens to this money for this if they wanted to. That being said, I would say of the 1,000 or so people or 1,300 people a week that watch or listen to this, probably if I had to guess based on my experience, maybe like 5% of people, maybe 10% on a good good day would potentially sign up for something like that. Simply because like the internet is a place where people expect content for free. And that's totally understandable because that's the way it's set up. Like YouTube is free, TikTok is free, Instagram is free. All these things are free. And um like, even though you find a great deal of value in it, like there's the people that listen to this every single week uh, religiously, You might enjoy it enough to spend an hour of your time listening to it, but not enough to actually pay for it, and I understand that. And that's why, like, I don't like to gatekeep things. I have the membership thing, and I've had it forever just because it's like – I think it's a great thing for uh, helping buy the Lego stuff and like supporting that channel because the Brickitect channel in itself, like it, it, it doesn't really generate that much money. Like Brickitect is probably, it's, it varies somewhere between five and 10% of my income, but I do that stuff because I love to do it. And I love to share things with people, including this podcast. So like for me, like in that regard, I would never gatekeep anything like that on this. Like I don't want to make the podcast, a paid thing, because I know that there's people enjoy this. There's kids that enjoy this. And I hate the idea of being like, well, if you, uh, if you want to listen to this week's episode of this podcast, here's the link to sign up and become a member. And it's just like, you know, I kind of rubs me the wrong way because I feel like the more that you give, the more that you get. And I look at money and I, I learned about this a long time ago. Money is a certificate of appreciation and it, in the, you could think of memberships or Patreon is the same way. And wh- whether you support my channel or, or other people's out there, but like, think of being a member as, as a, A certificate of appreciation. So money comes to you in that form. Through YouTube, the way that I make money is, as many of you probably know, is like through advertising. That's mostly how it's done. People don't actively pay for YouTube in most cases, unless they have YouTube Premium, which not many people do. Uh, But ads get played on videos, and if you have enough people watch, like by the thousands, that adds up to a couple pennies, and then a couple dollars, and then it gets to the point where you can decide to leave your job in finance to do this. And like I'd much rather earn my money that way. And there has been thoughts of me just kind of like shutting down and. Any type of paid thing because it's like, you know, do I need to be taking $5 from people? But then there's this other thing that's like, well, I can build this really cool community of that and then do exclusive things. Like some of my favorite times is back when I was really heavy in the Lego thing and I would do Friday night patron-only streams where it was just a group of patrons that wanted to be there and the whole vibe is different when you have a whole group of the public oftentimes younger kids and then that's that's a scene within itself but then when you narrow that down to just like the small group that we all kind of know each other by name it's it's very different so for that reason i do like this and i do intend to do a lot of stuff on the lego channel going forward and i want to make people feel like that five dollars that they're doing per month is like the greatest deal that they've gotten for their $5, you know? I It's it, like, I'm competing with with Disney Plus here, so I need to do something to really to really do that. But my goal with, with Brick Tech going forward, as, as you've um, brought up here, without much content, what I really wanna do and what I love doing the most, and I think I've talked about this, which may have spurred your comment, which I appreciate the kindness that you have in that, because it, it could have been like a rude one, but you were very polite in it. Um, and I hope my explanation of all of this is, is, is enough to justify the the money that you feel like you got, you got burnt on. Cause I certainly don't want that. I really want Brick Tech to be a place where people can hang out and feel comfortable. And I, I feel like live streaming is the way to make that happen. I want it to be like a, a huge community of people there that like, just have a place to go. Like each day I plan to do streams, working on something. I've got so much to do. And I'm pretty sure I talked about this last week or the week before. So I don't want to like, like, uh, what do they call it? It's something a dead horse beat a dead horse is what it is i don't want to do that but i have like this dream in my mind these are like the shower thoughts where i have this place where each day i go live for like an hour and i I work on something whether it be sorting organizing building a lego set and just have a place where we can converse and chat and it becomes like that long form content that i think you guys on this podcast really enjoy and that's not going to be like a members only thing it's just going to be something i do each day and what i'd like the members thing to be is like hey i tune into this every day for like the entire month. I listened, I, I watched tw- 20 hours of you monthly of just you doing whatever it is you're doing. And I get some type of level of enjoyment out of this that justifies my time. Here's $5. So what I'm thinking about doing is getting rid of the perks. I'll keep the discord because that's like a way of just filtering that. But it's just like, hey, if you are if you like what what's happening here, consider supporting. That way there's no hard feelings. And if something happens where I go into a chapter where there's less content and people are like, well, I'm getting ripped, you could just leave. There's no contract with it or anything. It's like a monthly thing. Um, but know this, I don't need anyone. Like if you're like right now, like, oh, I'll just go over and I'll I'll become a member on BrickTech because I enjoy this podcast. Don't do that. I'm doing just fine, obviously. Like we just, we just came back from vacation. We're doing just fine. If there ever is a day where I'm about to be homeless, which can't happen because uh, unless I don't pay my taxes, we, we own our home. I've, I've worked a lot of time in my life and saved up a lot of money to create the life that I have now to give me the flexibility that I can like take this gamble. If I ever get to the place where I really need help, I'll ask for it. But right now I'm just gonna keep doing what I love to do and sharing with the world. And as I mentioned, those certificates of appreciation hopefully will, will come to me. Whether and most likely through Google's AdSense program, and it's sh- and we should be doing just fine. And as long as I can keep being who I am, keep sharing what I've shared, I, I don't see a future where I'm going to um, to have any problems. Hopefully, uh, but who knows? Who knows what the future holds? I'm um, just like we talked about many times in this episode in the past. I'm just trying to enjoy today for what it's worth. Make the best memories that I can. Hopefully, make the best content for you. Hopefully, bring back my Rickotech channel from the dead. Make people happy over there, and uh, just just keep trying to. To have the best life that I can that I can make for myself and my family. So on that, that is this week's episode went a little long. I know Clark man's anxious to come down here and play his, his game that he wants to play. He's, he's into this universe sandbox game. So he's probably like at the door with his ear up to it. So, uh, on that, I hope you guys have a glorious week. Thank you all for, uh, for tuning in for the people that commented making this episode way longer than it, than it probably had a right to be. I hope you uh, have the best one and have a glorious week. We'll see you in the next episode.